0: Thank you for tuning in to the Once An Athlete podcast hosted by Emily Watson. Once an athlete, always an athlete. Once An Athlete provides resources and relatable content for athletes that are either competing or no longer competes. This is also a resource for parents of athletes to help know how to support them. Anywhere from how to stay healthy physically and mentally to how to make a career choice, we will provide the support. Our mission is to provide resources and relatable content for athletes who compete or used to compete. Okay, I have Francesca Williamson here. Um, She played water polo at the Division II level at Gannon University, located in Erie, Pennsylvania. Um, She was a double major in psychology and sports management and marketing. She's currently in grad school at Adler University, located in Chicago, about to finish two master's degrees in clinical mental health counseling and sports and human performance. Super impressive. Um, In her free time, she likes to longboard, play beach volleyball and spend time in the outdoors. Um, So thank you for being on the podcast, Francesca.
1: Yeah, thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate it.
0: Yeah, of course. Um, So when did you start playing sports? So
1: I started playing sports um, basically as soon as I could. Um, My mom had started, me and my sister, in swimming lessons. Um, My sister was about three. I think I was about one. Um, So ever since then, I've basically been involved in any sport that I possibly could. Um, So swimming was really big for me, but I also did like basketball, volleyball, soccer, softball. Um, and then I got into water polo when I was in about third
0: grade. Oh, wow. That's awesome. And when did you start playing competitive?
1: Um, so I really started playing competitively. Well, I've been competitive my whole life. Right, um, right. Um, but I was in eighth grade and um, I decided that I wanted to play um, club uh, water polo a little bit more competitively um, with a like local park district team. Um, so that's when I, I really started like focusing on water polo, um, and then also swimming because of the, uh, like the training that goes into it.
0: Right. So were you doing club and competitive with both swimming and water polo or was there any other sports or was it just water polo?
1: So I swam, um, all throughout high school as well. Um, I didn't do club swimming just because that was so much more time, um, than I was willing to put forth and I really swam to stay in shape for water polo. Um, so I did high school swimming and then high school water polo and then I did club water polo over the summer.
0: So what was the, the training like for water polo? Cause it seems like super intense.
1: Yeah. So it's a lot of swimming, a lot of treading, um, a lot of like upper body, lower body work, um, and like agility um. yeah it's, wow. it's a lot of everything I kind of describe it as um, it's sort of like basketball because um, like the whole team is going up and down um, the court at the same time but it's also like soccer because you have a goalie um, and you're trying to get the ball in the back of the net but then you're also wrestling people in the water
0: <laughs> and you're also <laughs> swimming and you're also treading water to keep yourself up <laughs> yes so it's it's a lot Yeah, it does seem like a lot. Um, So with your degree um, with psychology and sports management and marketing um, for your undergrad degree and kind of like with your career path, um, do you think you would have done a different degree if you weren't a student athlete? And how did being a college athlete influence this career path?
1: Yes. So I actually um, went into college as a nursing major. So I thought I was going to do four years and be a nurse. And, um, I think if I didn't play water polo, I probably would have continued that path. Um, but I realized that like doing the lab work, um, was way too hard for me. Like the books and the studying and listening to lectures was fine. Um, but I I couldn't, I couldn't put in the commitment to like actually be good at it. So was it,
0: was it it tough because of the training? Like athlete as well. Okay.
1: Yes. So my school is also one of the only schools that you can kind of go to if you want to be a nurse and play a sport. So a lot of um, the athletes at my school were also in um, nursing or like healthcare related fields because um, it was a school that you could do a lot of those things. And they gave you like that freedom um, to like focus on your education a lot. Gotcha. Yeah. But then the the time commitment as well of being – you know, in the pool, uh, like four hours a day, uh, five, six days a week, um, is, is a lot. And then to make it to study halls and to go to the labs and to talk to your professors and to like ask questions as a first year student is, is a lot. Um, and it was something I couldn't handle. And I think it was something that I decided I, I didn't really want to, um, to commit to, cause I would have been over committing myself. Yeah. Um, so i actually took a buzzfeed online quiz and it said hey what about uh sports psychology so i was like oh that's awesome that sounds exactly like what i would want to do like i love sports i've always been passionate about it and um i've always wanted to be better um so as soon as i like saw that i was like i'm switching to psychology and then i added sports management and marketing um a little bit later um because I was like, maybe this will help me get more of like the business and just like add to that, um, like sports psychology, um, profession.
0: Right. So it sounds like, um, you're glad it ended up in your career path because it's kind of what might've fit your, um, like your personality and your background a little bit better, maybe. Yes,
1: absolutely. And now with the pandemic, I'm I'm very glad that I'm I'm not a nurse because I don't think I'd be able to handle everything that our our healthcare professionals are going through at the moment.
0: Yeah, it feels like everything's happening for a reason, so that's good. I'm I'm I personally I think that your degree will be super awesome with making a difference in in athletes' lives. So that's really awesome. Um, how did competitive sports shape who you are today?
1: Um, I mean, besides being, like, the inspiration behind my, like, current and future career path, um, I've struggled a lot, um, like, throughout my life, but sports has really been there for me in, like, those most difficult moments of, um, like, finding a way to get through and, like, putting all my effort into, like, one collective goal and, like, getting to play a sport that I absolutely love with some of my best friends um, because I've met so many amazing people at every level that I've played at, whether it was like just starting in third grade with, um, like club water polo and playing through my park district. Um, I like still have friends from there. I have friends from high school that I keep in touch with, uh, that I played with and college as well. Um, so like just having those people in my life, um, and then also being able to compete against some of like the best water polo players in the country has been so cool because um, the interesting thing about water polo is at the collegiate level, you can play um, division one, two, and three teams, no matter what uh, level that you are at. Really? Yes. So I played and I got my butt kicked by division one athletes and then (laughs) I also got my butt kicked by division three athletes, um, as a division two water polo player. So it really, you know, it, it's one of those sports that like, you don't think about, um, as like it how they, like,
0: yeah, it sounds like it's a small community maybe.
1: Yes. So Ooh. it's definitely has hot spots in different regions. Um, so like California, it's really big. Um, and then in the Midwest, um, kind of in Chicago where I'm from, it, it's a little bit bigger. And then, on the East Coast, and then down uh, towards Florida, it's pretty big as well.
0: Okay, because I don't know how many schools offer water polo. I, I know that when I lived in Northern California, we had to take, um, in, in middle school, like, I don't know if it's a law, but in California, we had to take P.E., and when I was in PE in middle school, that was like the only time I've ever had experience with water polo was in sixth and seventh grade when we had that like two week introduction to water polo. And then when I moved to Oklahoma, it, it was like no one was doing water polo. So I, I'm not quite familiar with um, like how big it is. So that's really interesting that um, they just kind of combine it so that all levels just play against each other.
1: Yeah, it's, it's really interesting, and it, it's really um, cool how, like, we're able to, like, get that exposure, um, and then there's also, like, different conferences, of course, like, so you'll have, like, more of, like, a Division One conference, um, but then I, um, my team actually moved to a completely Division Two conference so that we'd have a better chance of making it to that NCAA tournament, but, like, the final championship tournament, um, again, is like all, all the schools. So like division two schools, um, could be in there playing against, um, like UCLA, um,
0: you know, USC, those kind of schools. Yeah. That's really cool. Um, so did you ever, did you ever consider being a full-time team coach, like a college coach or anything? Um, I mean, I thought about
1: it a little bit. I did coach, um, swimming, uh, and water polo after um well I, I did a little bit of club swimming uh over like the summer that I would help coach um and it was fine but I, I don't think I'm the best coach. Um and through all of my education I've actually been able to learn a lot more about coaching and what it takes to be a coach um and like the hours and the dedication that they have to put in um and all the behind the scenes stuff. Um, so I have so much respect for coaches and I would love to help them in any way that I can, um, on their own like mental skills and mental journey of like becoming a coach and becoming, um, like developing their own coaching style. Cause that's really important. Yeah. Um, but me personally, I don't, I don't think I could, uh, handle all of that.
0: Yeah. It's quite a lot of commitment. Um, but You know, that's why I'm excited to have you on here is to, um, kind of, that's what once an athlete is all about is, you know, um, making sure that we're mentoring, um, younger athletes in a great way. And just, um, you're with your psychology and sports management and marketing background, um, and, and your two master's degrees. Like this is, um, this is really exciting for once an athlete. So I'm excited for that. Um, have you ever, when you, when you were playing, did you ever face any injuries or setbacks? Uh, yes,
1: I've faced, um, both injuries and setbacks. Um, I had a lot of lower back, um, problems. I strained my lower back a couple times. Um, I had some shoulder injuries, um, and a, uh, pretty substantial wrist injury, um, that's never quite healed. So I don't have full mobility of my right wrist anymore, um, so I used to have to, to wrap it up and get a lot of um, treatment from the athletic trainers. Um, but it also, because I had to wrap it during games, it became a target on, um, on me. So people were able to grab me easier. Um, so I had to stop doing that. And so I think it perpetuated. So I had to learn a new way to completely throw my senior year, um, like halfway through the season, we figured out it wasn't working. Um, So that was really fun to to try and figure out.
0: Oh my gosh. That sounds really, I never even thought of that. Um, that sounds like something that a big hurdle to jump over. Like that just sounds like something that you just kind of have to like find a way to deal with. And that's tough.
1: Yeah. And I kind of had to like redefine how I saw myself on the team. Um, because I couldn't be like that powerhouse shooter, um, I had to like learn how to like read my teammates better and read the plays better because I also was, um, I was playing the position where you're defending the girl that's right in front of the goalie, and so on offense you are the um, the player that's usually controlling the play and um, like at the top of the key, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Um, so like learning how to like set my my um, teammates up better and knowing that it's not my shot to take <laughs> um, yeah so
0: yeah that it, it kind of made you a little bit more like a, almost a better player and like with the with like the mental side of the game I guess
1: yes so I had to I had to learn how to like be a better teammate and like know how to redefine my role in the game
0: so were you able to play all four years in college
1: uh, yes. So I played, I, yes, I played four years. Um, but my junior year, I did not play a full season. I, um, was only able to play about half the season, um, which was also really tough coming back my senior year.
0: That's super tough. Uh, what happened if you don't mind asking?
1: Um, so I got, um, in trouble through my university. Um, I made some choices that i um, probably didn't need to make at the time, um, but it was also a lesson that I really needed to learn, um, that you know I'm not invincible and that all of our actions have um, consequences. And um, so I, in about March of my junior year, um, season starts in January, I um, was no longer eligible to play for the remainder of the season. I wasn't able to practice with my team. I wasn't able to be on the pool deck for practices or in the weight room. I wasn't able to, um, I wasn't able to do anything. I like was barely allowed to like be in the the, uh, facilities while they were also there, so.
0: Oh, wow. Um, And that only affected you for half of a season, right?
1: Correct. So it okay, was uh, in, like an institutional punishment. Um, so I, I was no longer able to participate in my sport, but I was able to rejoin as soon as that was over.
0: Okay, that's good. And how, how are your injuries? Um, how are they affecting you now to this day?
1: Um, they, um, it's interesting, I have really, really tight hamstrings. So I have to take so much extra time to stretch And uh, years of of water polo and and, uh, abuse on your body is just uh, takes a toll on you. But um, typing and um, being at my computer or like writing um, by hand is uh, can be very difficult. um, And I have to take a lot of breaks in doing that. Um, But also just like my mobility and, um, you know, like simple things like doing a push up (laughs) is really hard for me any kind of
0: pressure on my hands oh wow yeah that sounds really tough um and it um are those are the only injuries right uh yes okay okay so that's I mean that's pretty good that you were able to play three and a half seasons so um how was your you were able to play all the way through your senior
1: year Yes, so I was able to finish out my senior year um, with my recruiting class, um, which I was really happy about because there was about 10 of us that came in that year, um, my freshman year, and I think eight, six or eight of us uh, finished out all four years, so that was really
0: cool to be able to be a part of that. that yeah, group. that's super awesome. There was one other person in, in my class that I was able to play all four years with. Um, so um, super awesome that you got to play with six or eight of them. That's awesome. Um, what was the transition out of playing competitive sports like for you? And what did you do in your newfound free time?
1: Um, my transition was really difficult because, because I was a double major. I still had a full year um, to uh, continue school. Um, so I became a regular student again, and that was really hard for me because I didn't have any structure. Um, I didn't, I didn't really know what I was going to do. Um, and I didn't make that decision until, um, about halfway through my, um, my fifth year of undergrad. Um, and I, I struggled a lot. I was like at a complete standstill. I was like panicking, um. And I was just like looking into every alternative of, of what I could do um, because doing nothing was was no longer an option. And I was getting a degree in psychology, which I, I knew if I wanted to do anything else with that, I'd have to go to graduate school. Um, and then sports management and marketing, um, as much as I really appreciated and learned a lot from that degree, um, I didn't want to manage a sports facility, which in like, the big picture is what that degree is preparing you to do. Um, So I was like, Oh no, Um, I'm not a water pole player. I didn't even feel like an athlete anymore. Um, But I, but I still was. So I was, I was battling between like that mindset of who am I if I'm not an athlete and like, what does that mean? And like, what worth do I have um, to like, you know, my, my teammates who I still see all the time and to my coach and to my university, like how do I represent that? Um, and so figuring that out took a long time. And I actually had to go through my own counseling to um, like fully prepare myself for those next steps.
0: Yeah. And that sounds like a really like a year of discovering yourself and discovering, you know, what's what am I going to do next? Um, you know, just taking that, it's almost good that you had a, a year of school just to kind of be like, okay, I, I have this year to fi- to figure this out and I have this year to still be at the same school. And, um, I don't know if there's any like pro um, water polo is there. So yeah, that's the other thing is the only professional water
1: polo play water polo that you can play is, um, in Europe um, so there's no leagues at the moment um, that I, at least I really know of in the US um, and if you're gonna play in the US then you got to be the best of the best of the best um, and I, I wasn't there um, and I was okay with that and I was happy with how my my, my water polo career ended um, but yeah I, I just
0: <laughs> I didn't
1: really have any options to keep playing
0: Yeah. Um, and what did you do like with the, with the free time? Did you figure out about like your, that you like to longboard and play beach volleyball or what, what all did you do? Um, so
1: it, uh, it took me a while, uh, to like really be able to like figure that out. Um, I started longboarding, um, about, Two years ago, um, so it was around when I first started uh, my graduate program um, back in Chicago, and um, I I didn't really know what I liked to do, <laughs> right? Because um, I I did never have time to figure it out.
0: Right. Yeah, because that's that's the thing about being in competitive sports is you know you spend all your time perfecting that sport and then you're like okay well what else what else am I good at so um what else do I like to do so um that's the time to to go figure it out longboarding um you know being outdoors it's the simple things yes exactly
1: um and luckily where I where I did go to school it was really close to the water um there is a bunch of beaches so I was able to like go and like go for a walk and like just appreciate and like disconnect from all the pressures that I felt like to be the perfect athlete, the perfect student, the perfect friend, the perfect daughter, the perfect person and everything that I was doing.
0: Right. Um, What was one of your favorite moments while competing?
1: Um, I have, I have more memories of just being like around my teammates and and my friends and like singing on bus rides and like messing around in the locker rooms. And, you know, just like those memories of like laughing together and then going like all coming over to someone's apartment or their house and just like having dinner together. And um, like those memories to me, stick out the most of like the friendships and the connections that I've made. Um, But I do have like one super specific memory um, from playing, which I don't, have a lot of memories of playing for, for whatever reason <laughs> um but it was uh my junior year and we were playing Bucknell, um who was a is a division one school they were always a really good program always had a good team um and we were we were getting our our butts kicked it was like 10 to 2 at the half um we had like nothing going for us. We were like, it was the last game of the tournament of the weekend. And um, I looked to my whole set, um, who is like the girl that sits right in front of the net, who has the best position and opportunity to score. And she had barely touched the ball all game. And I was like, all right, well, like, what are we going to do here? Because like, whatever we're doing before isn't working. And she looked at me and she was just like, you know, I I don't know, but just get me the ball. (laughs) Just give me the ball. And I was like, all right, I can do that. And uh, we started the fourth quarter and we were just dominating. I was feeding her the ball and she was, she had like three goals within like two minutes. And then the other team pulled their whole lineup and uh, put in six fresh bodies. And we were still just like controlling the game and like playing up. Like we have never played before. Um, And, We didn't win. (laughs) We lost uh, 14 to 11, but we scored six goals in the fourth quarter.
0: Oh my God. Um,
1: Yeah. And so we scored more goals in the fourth quarter than we had like the whole game that far. Um, And so it was like really amazing to just like prove to ourselves and like prove to everyone, like don't look past us. Like we have this, we have talent, like we can do this. And, uh, it doesn't matter what team it is. It doesn't matter what division you're at. Like we came to fight and we're, we're not going to stop.
0: Yeah. It's, you know, don't look, don't overlook us, you know? Yeah. Uh, that's super awesome story. And I love that. Um, what advice would you give to someone who's recently done playing a sport?
1: Oh, who's recently done. I would have to say, just go easy on yourself. Um, Because your whole life has just been pretty much planned for you. And now you're going to have to figure out what the best move is for you, not for the whole team, just for you. Because you're more important than just your sport. And there's so much more to you than your ability to perform. But like, you have to figure out what your next passion is. Because like, just like you're passionate about your sport, Like there's so many things that you can be passionate about and like you can put all of that newfound time and effort into and like get back like a lot
0: of those things that like you got from your sport. I love that. Well said. What advice would you give to someone who's currently playing a sport?
1: Um, If you're currently playing, just enjoy every moment because You can't get those moments back. And like, I think about it all the time. I wish I could go back to those times. It was so much simpler, just, you know, practicing every day, performing, playing games and being with your teammates. It's like the three most important things in your life. Um, But like your sport's not going to last forever. And like, no matter how far you go, you're going to have to end. Um, So appreciate what you have now. I love it. Do you have anything else to add? Um, I just want to say thank you for having me on your podcast. I really love um, what y'all are doing and uh, it's really inspiring to, to hear all these interviews and uh, to hear all these perspectives and um, I'm really excited to, to see what comes next
0: well me too and thank you so much for being on this podcast and i really enjoyed hearing your perspective and everything you had to say was great um and i'm looking forward to having you involved with once an athlete in the future absolutely i'm super excited Thank you for listening to this podcast. If you enjoyed listening, please be sure to follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and Spotify at OnceAnathlete, Facebook at Once An Athlete Crew, and find our channel on YouTube, which is linked on the header of our website, com.